Victorian Periodical Parade. Hey, this is our new podcast. We're going to make this podcast. It's going to be Victorian. It's going to be new. It's going to be us reading and then breaking it down in the same episode. Be excited. Listen to these horror stories that are actually going to be similar to your life today. This is the transition episode where we go from YouTube, Facebook into the podcast. This is what we're planning on doing. We have content already. Go ahead and watch, listen on YouTube and Facebook. Um, but now it's pretty much just audio only. So we're going to bring it to you in an audio format. And uh, here it is. We're going to nar narrate a book and then we're going to break it down into the things that you have learned about the Victorian era and then the, the crossover between the Victorian era everyday life to the 21st century everyday life, right? Okay. All right. All right. Let's set the scene. You ready? Let's go. Let's do it. So you've probably okay. seen our faces on Facebook and YouTube, but now you're only going to be able to hear our voices on the podcast. This is uh, because we've gone into a witness protection program. Wait, but we're still using our name. <laughs> <laughs> so season one, I said, like, somebody should help me with this. Out of the blue comes Owen, who <laughs> is not anybody I would have expected um, because he hadn't previously i don't know is i don't have any friends that are that into victorian literature so i guess everyone would have surprised me and so what we decided to do is that i was really invested in the historical non-fiction writings like i want to know why there are three articles in 1861 about the salmon problem what's the salmon problem and right yeah what might that tell us about our wild versus farm raised salmon today which is a, apparently a problem because yes. I have a dear friend who studies that. He's a historian. He studies fish farming. Wow. Um, and has, a, I mean, it's fascinating. You can't, like I said, as much as you're losing a huge part of this understanding, if you don't know the history and the context, the, the magazines, in a way, I think you could make the argument, I'm sure some people would disagree with me, you can make the argument that the magazines existed because they could sell fiction novels through them. Right. Which were serialized. So every month you'd get your next piece. It's like any show that we watch that isn't all put on Netflix at one time, like Game of Thrones was this way. Yeah. You yeah. were waiting every week to see yeah. what happened next. And that is how, in, in, in my limited opinion as a non-magazine expert, I feel like that's what really drove these sales is you would get people right. who maybe didn't care about the news, but they wanted to know what happened to Mary. Right. Um, so to me, you're also removing a critical element if you're not including the fiction that was there, particularly because, I mean, they couldn't Google search something. So you often, if you see an issue come up, like somebody's in prison, mm -hmm. the magazine would start publishing informational pieces about the prison system. Because That's unlike smart. us, where we can be like, hey, what's that? Like we can Google everything. They kind of had to anticipate and pique the reader's interest and like so these two things are intimately connected for the historical reader and as somebody who thinks the history and context is important it felt like i can't not do the literature too but ironically i'm in this current moment uninterested in the literature i mean i teach literature mm. every day and in this project i wanted to focus oh, on the nonfiction. Right, right it just i didn't want to do more literature i and so that's what Owen came in and he started reading serially The Adventures of Philip. Mm -hmm. 
So once a week he would come on and do that. And once a week I would come on and read an article and explain it from the same issue. So then I was teaching this class I was talking about with um, the Mary Shelley book. This was a class called British Women Writers. Hmm. And I always have them read um, Lady Audley's Secret, but I've gotten more and more interested in having them read the way the Victorians read. I mean, you can probably hear this through line with me. Like, I don't think we can understand these things unless we understand how they understood it. And a critical part of that is that nobody was sitting there like this professor threatening them to watch all 10 seasons of Game of Thrones in one week, right? That, like, that doesn't make sense to us in our normal media form. (laughs) And nobody would have read Bleak House in a week or two weeks or three weeks. They would have read it over the course of a year. Yeah. And so I've been more and more invested in that in my teaching anyway. And so I thought, you know, this is a perfect way I can have Owen read Lady Audley's Secret weekly. We each did one part per week and the students had to watch it. And and so we just had to come up with season three, which is here right now. Audio. Why though? Like, why have we decided to go full audio? Like maybe we could talk more about, or you could talk finally. I could finally let you talk. I could um, about... Like just what we've noticed with followers and kind of breaking into this industry and like just the patterns that have influenced what we think is best to do. With us, we are really just reading and talking and we have expressions sometimes, but I don't feel like we're getting across that much visually to our listeners and our following besides some of the pictures, but there's not that many pictures in the articles that we have. So we can just post those on Twitter or on Facebook. We actually don't need to be live. And in fact, as you say, like, I think the type of person who might be interested in this show needs to be able to watch it during a down moment. Cause it's actually, it's kind of a calming, you know, you're talking about history and literature. I mean, I'm not a calming person, but still it's, (laughs) You know, I think people need to be able to listen to it while they're driving and like want to learn a little something. And yeah, my friend was watching them after our lives while he was making uh, dinner. And he is a person who likes uh, saving old books and he enjoys the past and such. So he's perfect for our audience. He he did our banner. Kyle. Yeah. Kyle Plone. I think this is a good time to get into who we are as people. Um, but we both have two kids, two yeah. young kids. Yeah, I have to race home. And so, you know, as much as it's going to be easier on listeners, it's going to be easier on us to, yeah. I mean, I think we've tried for three weeks to schedule this and it, I wish it hadn't taken so long, but there were things like a car accident and tired spouses and Mm -hmm. children who had suddenly realized their capacity to die. And like these things come up unexpectedly as parents. And it was Mm -hmm. so, it was so much easier on my blood pressure to be able to be like, nobody's depending on this. Like we can move it. And like, yeah. 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 It's like another hiatus and a restart. Victorian Periodical Parade. Victorian Periodical Parade. Victorian Periodical Parade. Victorian Periodical Parade.